Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. We got another great episode for you today. Um, I'm hoping everybody is enjoying everything that we're doing. And please hit the like button, hit the notification bell as why when you subscribe to our um, YouTube channel. And I notice y'all are probably noticing a lot of different things happening. Um, we got the whole message now for the church service, and we also have just the message. So where if you want to just listen to us on the way to work or while you're at work and get just the message, you don't have to fast forward anymore. You got just a message on YouTube. Please look out for those uh, videos. Mm-hmm. All right, Dr. Daniels, let's dive right into it. Developing your roof. For the past this series, we've been um, focusing on men and what men should do and, you know, how to treat a woman, how to pray to God, how to be just godly in in general. Mm -hmm. So now, developing our roof. Yeah. You know, I I, I say that and I think that's a topic we have to deal with, you know, because oftentimes you hear women talk about um, how to find your Boaz, you know, or, 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 or finding your Boaz. And I think sometimes men kind of forget that we have an obligation to also have a Ruth, you know, uh, symbolically. Right. Um, but the question is, and how do you get that? How do you get that woman that is that supportive woman? How do you how do you get that godly woman? And, and how do you get that woman that, you know, um, that, that's your ride or die? You know, right. that, that's where she was. Um, and, and for the most part, I think we look at it in, in the wrong way, because what we normally do is we look at saying, how do I get a woman that already is there? You know, uh, but, but that's not quite the way the Bible teaches us. What the Bible says is, uh, what we need to be doing is to, um, be to that woman, what Christ is to the church. So she can become like Ruth, Right. And, and, and that's the thing, and, and, and that's difficult, but necessary. And I say it to say this, the Bible says that as, as Christ is to the church, so ought the husband be to the wife, right? All right. Now, Christ sacrificed so that we could be what he wanted us to be. You know, right. key thing right there is he sacrificed. He's the one that went to the cross. He's the one that, you know, suffered all the agony and the pain, but he did it for us. Now, in doing all this sacrificing, it does not mean that we became perfect. In fact, most of us didn't even accept what he did, you know, until later on in life. I think what, what hampers men sometimes is that when you teach them or you, or you try to tell them that they need to sacrifice so that their wives can become the person that they want them to be, they get frustrated and they say, well, you know, I did all this. I brought her flowers. and." You know, I listened and I, I was I was all these things and and she still was her same old stuff. She still didn't cook. She still didn't do anything. She still didn't do that. Well, we didn't do anything right away either when Christ died on the cross for us. Right. So that means that we forget that Christ was patient with us. We must be patient with them. Christ sought to, under, you know, he understands us and he accepts us like we are. And he motivates us by blessing us. And the more he blesses us, the more it motivates us to be the kind of Christian he wants us to be. And I think that one of the things that men have to do first is we have to seek to understand our wives, not just who they are now, 
but what we really are wanting them to become. And I think that most men don't really have a real understanding of what they really want their wife to be. Uh, and if you don't understand that and you don't know that, you will always be frustrated. Right. And you will. <clears throat> Point blank period. I mean, you're, you're going to be frustrated if you don't know what you want. That's in, uh, everything in general in life. And one of the best questions that you could ask somebody Matter of fact, you've been in an argument before mm-hmm. with somebody and you say these are you say these exact words. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the people look at you dumbfounded because they've been arguing for the past 45 minutes. What do I want? Right. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah. I mean, think about this. Do you think that the average um church going man really knows in his heart? what it says in Proverbs about what the ideal wife is. No. And, right. And see, if you don't know that, then how, how can you have empathy for your wife? How can you give her what she needs to be that woman? And I think, and that's the key. If you don't know that, then you don't have that empathy, right? Now consider this, for example, uh, the first thing the Bible says in Proverbs 31 about uh, uh, an ideal wife is that, she is responsive to the sexual needs of her husband. It says, so she will, he will have no need of spoil, right? So that she will be there for him. Now, do you think the average man takes that and thinks to himself, what do I need to do so she will always be there for me? Or is he thinking to himself, she need to be there for me because the Bible <laughs> says so. <laughs> <laughs> the latter. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, so, so that means he's not doing his job, right? Right. Because the Bible says, be to your wife as Christ is to the church. Meaning right. what? You supply, he supplies our needs so we can be the kind of Christian we should be. Right. So that means I have to ask myself a question and say, well, wait a minute. What does my wife need from me so she can be that kind of woman for me? Y- you know, what does she need? How do I give her that which will, so she will be thinking to herself, you know what, when my husband comes home tonight, you know, it's going to be fire up in there. You know, we're going to be shaking the (laughs) chandelier. But see, we look at it in the opposite mode, thinking that it's her responsibility, but it's really our responsibility to give her what she needs so she will want to be that kind of woman. Right. It's it's a very good point. And and men often say, well, you know, I work, I pay the bills, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got food in the refrigerator, you know, uh, the kids got clothes in the back. What's up? Like, mm-hmm. what else, what else you uh, do I need to do? It's like, mm-hmm. you're missing the point. You need to ask her. Like, and every woman is different. Like, so every woman is different and every person is different. So therefore you have to ask that particular person. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of guys would literally go to another guy and ask the question. Well, I don't know. I don't know what she want. It's like, he don't know either. Or, that, or another woman. Right. Or and then, and then, and then that's when real problems start happening. Well, and the thing is this, is that I, and it's not always for lack of knowledge. Sometimes it's just for lack of empathy. You know what I'm saying? That's why, and that's why I come back to what, you, what does she need? For example, you know, um, when you were dating her, so you had no problems. That's right. Right? So you, you made it your business to understand what it took so you could get that woman. 
right? You made it your business to do it. I mean, that was your job, right? You may have put eight hours in on that first job, then right. you put at least four hours in on that second job. That's, right. that's getting her softened up for you, right. okay? Then you get married in our concept, and I'm talking about Christian men now, right? You get married, and then your concept is, is the Bible says so. The Bible says so. Right. Well, okay, that's true. The Bible does say so, but it also says that I need to do something so she will want to do it. So then that says, hey, it's, it's an old song way before your time that says this, the same thing it took to get your baby hooked is the same thing it takes to keep her. You know, it says if you got that woman by line, you got to keep on line. <laughs> If you got that woman by buying, you right. got to keep on buying. Right. So it's, it's like, hey, listen, if 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 I if I was sending her roses when I was dating her, then why do I stop sending her roses when I'm married to her? You know what I'm saying? Right. If I was calling her up and inviting her out to dinner when I was dating her, why do I stop doing that when I'm married to her? You know, and I get I get that, you know, but here's how it typically goes, right? Is that you come home from work and you you look you, you smell nothing in in their cooking. Hey, uh, you cooking anything tonight? And she's, I'm tired. You want to go out there and we go out and get, we'll, we'll, we'll just go get something, bring it back to the house, right? But when you was dating, what you did was different. Right. You would call her up at lunchtime and say, hey, baby, what you doing? Working hard. Well, listen, why don't I come by and pick you up and uh, let's go out to dinner? You know, right. so it's a whole different dynamic. And I'm saying that's what we ought to be looking at, you know, is how do I, why, why do I stop dating her? Right. When, and when, that's still needed, you know. The biggest thing that I that I see with, with men, um, we forget to, we stop courting after we get married. And we, like you say, we kind of flip the switch. And, and a lot of people always say, well, everything start people start acting different after they get married. Well, and they may do, but that doesn't mean they should. But right. I, again, and that's why I take it back and I say, well, you know, if you don't, understand what you want from your wife. If you don't understand what it means to be a Ruth or, or you know, and I'm using that, you know, figuratively, um, then you, you won't empathize to get there. I mean, oftentimes what we unfortunately look at and say, well, um, I'm the breadwinner. You stay home, take care of kids, X, Y, Z. But that's not what the Bible says. And we know that that's not the kind of woman Ruth was either. Right. right. So the Bible says, you know, we, you know, of course, I'm um, just summing it up that the ideal woman is a woman that um, handles her husband's needs, you know, again, from a sexual standpoint, that she takes care of her home, right? That she, she um, makes sure her children are well taken care of, but that she also is a businesswoman, all right? So see, nothing that says she was a stay-at-home woman. Right. She's a businesswoman. Now, so if, if I'm going to take care of her needs, I have to be thinking about that. You know, wait a minute. If the Bible says my wife's job is to take care of me, is to take care of my children, is to take care of my home and be a businesswoman, what can, what, what can I do? What should I be doing? Because to help her do what she needs to do. Right. Because there's some things that, you know, in order for her to do that, there's some needs that need to be met. And if I am doing what I can do to make sure she is, she excels at that, not by dictating, but by assisting her in becoming and excelling at that. Now think about what that will mean for my wife, for example, what it says, 
those three things encompasses the 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 tri, the triuneness of a female. I say triuneness because um, she's a wife. We're saying right. She's a mother. We're saying, and she's a woman. Right. Those right. three things that she is. So then, if if I'm helping her be the the manager of the children, if I'm helping her so that our children are the best that they can be, right? right. And I'm helping her be a good mother. She's going to be excited because she, she's, she's excelled at that, you know, that her children are the smartest ones in school, that, right. you know, they're, they're, one is going to medical school, the other is going to law school and, you know, so on and so on. If, if, if I am helping her become that great businesswoman, in other words, whatever her, uh, whatever she aspired to be, you know, when she was in school or whatever, if I'm helping her get there, she's going to be grateful for that, you know? And, and so if, if I'm helping her do all these things, that's going to enhance her own sense of self, her own sense of well-being. And so if I'm doing that, she's going to be feel good, feeling good about being a woman as well. And that's going to translate into how I'm being treated by her. Because generally speaking, women who you provide needs for, that translates to them as you love them. And then women who feel loved give love. You know. But that still puts some weight on me. If I don't understand that, if I don't have empathy for her, then I'm prone to sit back and and think to myself, well, why isn't she doing it? Right. You know, why isn't she doing it? As opposed to saying, what should I be doing to help her be the best that she wants to be in each of those areas? So same question I asked um, a couple of weeks ago, middle-aged man. They say they've been married 15 years. Mm -hmm. How does he get back on track? Well, I, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to make it your business to know what is expected biblically of your wife. You know, and let's use a sports analogy if you don't mind. Okay. You're a football guy. If you want to win, what do you study the most? Your team or the other team? The other team. I know, isn't that a kick in the head? See, every man knows that, right? If you want to win, you study the other team because you need to know their strengths, you need to know their weaknesses. Right. But we don't do that when it comes to our spouses. Not that she's the other team, she's a teammate, right? But we don't think to ourselves, I need to know her. So that means I need to study her. That needs to be my job to study her. Because if I am studying her, I will understand those nuances about her. I will, I will then know her weaknesses and her strengths, her strengths, I will help. I will push her to keep moving forward. Her weaknesses, I will assist her so that those weaknesses don't drag her down. So I need to know that about her, but also need to know what God has outlined for her to do. So that's step one is to know her and know what God has outlined for her to do. Because if I don't know those two things. I can't help her to be self-actualized. Right. right? And if she's not self-actualized, then she's going to feel bad about herself, low self-esteem, depression. And, 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 and that's not going to give her the energy mentally to build herself up so she can have the energy physically to make things happen. So now how, next question is, how should a woman that a man is now, a middle-aged man is now, he finds out what he needs to do mm -hmm. and he approaches her. But, it's been 15 years and it's the same thing. How, what should she see 
to recognize that he's trying to change in a different direction? Well, you know, how should she, how should she receive it? I guess I'm saying. Well, I, I would say this: if I'm doing doing it right, she's going to be suspicious for about a month <laughs> because it's it's a change, and, right. and, and obviously somebody's going, "Why? What's going on? Why have you all of a sudden changed your attitude?" But I can tell you this: she's going to like it, <laughs> and even though it may be a change. I see. If I say that she should do something, then I'm putting the onus back on her. Her, right, yeah, right. And, and so I'm hesitant to put the onus back on her because it's not her job to do my job, right? Right. It, it is my job to give her everything that she needs. Um, it is my job to understand and empathize with her so that she will have the desire, the motivation, and also all the resources to accomplish that which God has asked her to do, okay? Now, but let's say, for sake argument, that I do all that and nothing changes with her. And, and that's what frustrates us at times. Right. You know, what if nothing changes? What I have to do is think back to why I'm doing it. Okay. God did everything for me. The question is, did I change right away? The answer is no. Right. So if I didn't change right away, then why should I expect her to change right away? Right. Because right. she's a human like I'm a human. Now, there's no way I can be for my wife what God was for me. As much as he gave me, I didn't change right, right away. So if I didn't change right away with all he gave me, why should I expect her to change right away with what I'm giving her? And I'm giving her limited stuff. So I also have that in the back of my head, you know, that, that patience thing to say, you know what? I'm going to keep on doing it because after a while, it's going to make a difference in both of our lives. And the other reason why I need to be doing it is because it's my duty. You know, I, I'm, I'm a Christian man. I, like you say, I've been married 15 years. Of course, I've been married much more than 15 years. But let's say I've just been married 15 years. And now I've learned, okay, that that's my duty. Then that's what I do. It's like getting a new job. If I get a new job and they give me my position description, right. I do it. That don't mean everyone else does it. Here's what we know. Because you, you are an employer, right? If you have two employees, if one does the position description and one does not, which one do you reward? The one that does a um, position description. Right. Now, even if your customers are still not there, mm -hmm. your customers can, cannot increase one bit. You still reward the one that's doing the job. Well, my employer... If I'm a man and I'm a Christian, it's God. Right. Right. If I do my job, my wife may not reward me, but my God will. So that's that that to me is my motivation for saying I'm going to do it because I want reward from my God. Yeah. And, and, and and I've been living now long enough. Uh, I've been almost with three score now. I've been living long enough to have received rewards from God for doing just that. And so, um, uh, uh, I don't, I mean, granted, I want my wife to excel in those areas, but even if she doesn't, God is still going to reward me for being the person that I'm supposed to be. All right. That takes me back to what you said a um, couple of Sundays ago when you was talking about with, um, King David repenting. Mm -hmm. He was asking for, for forgiveness, not, 
well, what he did to the uh, to the people, to God. Yeah, you know yeah. that's where the the most important thing is at. We mm. we spend so much time trying to please people, and then wonder why we're not getting a reward mm-hmm. when you're supposed to be re- trying to please God. That's going to give you the reward, right? Because you know, people are wishy washy. You can say that <laughs> two more times. You're, right. you're absolutely right, uh, and and I think that's 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 the thing. So. You know, and again, I'm like most human beings that, you know, um, I wasn't taught to develop my Ruth. You know what I mean? Um, just like women aren't always taught to find their Boaz. Right. Um, I was taught to find my Ruth, not develop my Ruth. Right. And so my, my, my father, my friends, you know, the guys in the pool hall, because back then, you know, that's what we hung at the pool hall. You know, that's what they talked about, how to find a Ruth, you know, how to find a woman with all those qualities, how to find that woman um, that Proverbs speaks about. No one talked about helping her develop, you know, as if all of a sudden you were going to go out there and find some woman that fit everything that the Bible talks about. Um, But once you realize that no woman can fit that Proverbs model without help, No, no one can. And, and, and there's nothing in the Bible that suggests that she can fit that model without help. I think that's what men have to come to understand. Uh, and I understood that when I went to seminary. I, I admit before then, I did not understand that. When I went to seminary, I began to realize that my role as a husband is to be the support system so she can accomplish that which is in the Bible, you know. Uh, my, my role is to give her everything she need, all the resources she need to make that happen. And, and not saying that she would do it because there's nothing that says if you give the person resources, that they're going to actually do what you, you know, that, that what you gave them resources to do, just like as an employer, right. you can give your people stuff, but they don't mean they're going to excel in it all the time. But what you do know is if you don't give it to them, they can't excel. So, you know, so your choices are, do I, do I support them and, and, and pray that they will excel or do I withhold the resources and know they're going to fail? You know, well, I choose the former, you know, to, to put it out there so they can excel. Uh, and it doesn't mean that perfection happens, but it does mean improvement happens. What I would like to talk about maybe on the next episode is I would like to have you walk us through the first meeting that the couple has to go over that mm-hmm. <clears throat> the middle aged couple that's is 15 years married. Okay. And the man, here's, here's your message through our uh, podcast. And he says, you know what? I, I, I'm going to study, I'm gonna find out what I need to do. Now it's time to have the discussion, mm-hmm. the meeting. And how does that take place? What's the best way to take place? How to do it? What's the best way to do it? Is it a coffee? Is it at the dinner table? Mm-hmm. You know, go, going over certain strategies on how to be able to get that done where both parties is open-minded and able to pre- progress forward mm-hmm. in a new fashion. I'd like to do that on the next um, episode of we Sure. No, I mean, that's, that sounds that's a great a great thing to do. Um, and it's not a difficult thing to do. Um um, it does take, it does take from the man's point of view, it does take him to, he has to have the ability 
to see beyond the rain and recognize that <clears throat> every cloud will produce rain, but the sun is still shining. Now, I say to say this is because oftentimes when you approach a person to try to solve a problem, what they do is make you the focus of the problem is that, you know, right. And so, and if you keep pointing the fingers at me as the focus of the problem, then it's easy for me to say, you know what? See, I'm trying to do the right thing, but all you want to do is point fingers again. And I'm about sick of that, you know? And so, but I have to be able to look beyond, and that's what I call the rain. You right. Know, when you're just dropping stuff on me and then she's the cloud, but the sun is still shining. I have to be able to see beyond the, the rain and the cloud and recognize the sun is still there. And I'm not going to get it all on at one take, you know, because, but in the middle of all that minutia, there's going to come a kernel of good stuff that I can hold on to. Because most people don't solve problems. Most people express feelings. So that's a key thing to remember that that's what people are doing. They're expressing feelings uh, because that's, that's what they want you to know about them. Mm -hmm. How I feel as opposed to solution to problem. And that's fine because that might be what they need at that first point. That first juncture just may be, let's get it out. Just get it out. Just get it out, 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 get it out. But one way I would say, you know, uh, 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 the way you look at it is never ask a person what's wrong. <laughs> because, you know, that, that, see, again, see, now we're not specific, right? You look at it, you look at it in, in, in the context of what we've just been talking about, right? Is that it, 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 if, if the woman, if the intimacy is gone from the relationship, let's say, because the first verse, you know, so he, she, I have no need to spoil. It's about intimacy, right? And then the other, the, the, the next verses deal with, you know, career, her work environment. And, and, and note the order that it, that's another thing. Look at the order. Cause we always taught, right? What's most important comes first, right? right? So the first thing talks about intimacy. The second part talks about like career, you know, job, that kind of thing. The next part talks about, uh, um, home life and then children. And that's, 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 that's it, 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 this, this is it's a reason for that, <laughs> but it's interesting that that's the order is placed in. Right. Okay. Um, so then, because men assume women don't need intimacy sometimes and they do. Right. So um, the thing is you have to pinpoint certain things. Like for example, let's say I know my wife is going to school. I know she's going to school. I don't have to say what's wrong. Cause I can tell if, you know, you know, if you're going to school and, as a parent, you got some stressors. The question is, which one do I help her with? So I can just say, honey, do you need me to, you need assistance with school? Is it something I can take away from you so you can devote more time to school? Or, or you know, or vice versa. You know, if it's a course work that I, course load that I have had, I can say, do I mean assist you with that or something like that? Or you know, let me, let me take the kids out so you got time to study. So we go on here, you know, blah, blah, you know, whatever. Right. So I'm really giving a suggestion as I'm asking a question at the same time, you know, I'm saying, so I'm saying, do you want me to take the kids so you can? So I'm suggesting something and asking, and then she might say, well, no, I mean, the kids don't ain't bothering me. Well, is there anything else I can do for you then? So, you know, give you some. So right. now I've led into it without a point and finger thing. So now she can give me specifics on, Hey, well, maybe you can uh, order dinner <laughs> or maybe, you you know, you know, that kind of thing. Um, 
But like, like you say, there, there are various techniques, and we can talk about them individually. You know, how do you get to those points? How do you get a person to begin to see things as a, we, we are a team effort, and you really are, um, and, and I can accept you as my coach. And I think that's, that's the most difficult thing, is for, is for a partner in a relationship to accept the other partner as the coach. You know, because oftentimes we look at the coach as being someone who's dictating things. Right. But as you know, that's not necessarily the case. The coach's job is to give you everything that you need so you can excel. Right. You know, that's the, that's his total job <clears throat> is to give you what you need so you can excel. Right. And the, and the coach ain't snapped the ball or shot a basketball yet. Right. So, you know, and, and, and it may be that some, you know, that you need to see it from a different viewpoint so he can tell you, you know, wait a minute, you know, you, you, you kind of lean into the left or, you know, whatever, lean to the right or so, you know, whatever you, your stance is a little off or, right. you know, something like that. Or it may mean he needs, he needs to tell you, Hey, listen, you need to rest right now. You know, you, you, you play these many minutes, you need to rest, you know, and sometimes I mean, that's the coach's job. And sometimes it's our job to say to our spouse, Hey, listen, you know, you, you're working too hard right now. You know, why don't you take it easy? You rest for a while. Let me handle this right now. So, you know, it's those kind of things that we need to be doing. But, but once a person sees that we are really being the coach and not the dictator, mm-hmm. that we are trying to give them what they need to succeed, it changes how they receive the information from us from that point on. Yes, it does. All right. We're getting close to our time limit here. So anything else before we close out? No, you know, I think, like you said, I think it's a great topic. I think we should stay there. And the reason why I think we should stay there is this, is because in order for the family to be better, the first person has to be better is the husband. And when we get the husband better, that will allow the wife to be better. When the wife is better, that allows the children to be better. When the children are better, the family unit is better. And when the family unit is better, the community is better. And when the community is better, the city is better. So if we can get the head of the household better, we can change the world we live in. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening and watching on YouTube. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time.